Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters, your go-to spiritual development podcast. I'm your host Hannah McIntyre and I am so excited to have you here. Join me and other great guests as we explore what it means to be a medium, the work that we need to do and the questions that we need to ask for our own development and unfoldment. I'm so happy that you're here. Let's begin. Just to let you all know that my book, You Are a Medium, You Just Don't Know It Yet, is available to purchase on Amazon or via my website, www.hannamedium.co.uk. I am incredibly proud to be able to say that it is already an Amazon bestseller and I'm so grateful to all of you for your reviews, comments and feedback. Um, If you haven't already, please do check it out. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters with me, Hannah McIntyre. And today I'm joined with my friend and author, Kerry, who I met back at Arthur Finley College in 2018, and then had the absolute joy of being in her class and working with her in 2022. And she has got the most incredible story about her journey with spirit and how she came to be. So I can't wait to share a bit of her life with you. So hi, Kerry, thanks for coming. Oh, thank you, Hannah. Lovely to be here. And look, I know my surname is a tricky one. It's actually Elderuccio. I'm so sorry. It's really hard. It's a difficult one. No, I Say went it again. Be, I was a bell and then I became an Elderuccio. So El- the Alderi- Aldericcio. Aldericcio. I'm still yeah. ham- I'm still hammering your surname. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> isn't sorry. that interesting? So what what's the heritage of that? Uh, my, my husband's um, Australian born, but from from Sicily. So his parents uh, are Sicilian. So he's first generation Australian, but from Sicily. Yes. Oh, beautiful. Okay. So welcome. Apologies. So tell us a little bit about you. What do you do? 
Well, um, I do a number of things and I have done a number of things over my lifetime, but uh, I do work um, professionally as a medium. Uh, I live in Melbourne, Australia, so apologies uh, in advance for my accent if no one <laughs> can understand it on your side of the world. Um, yeah, so I, I live in um, North Fitzroy in Melbourne. Uh, I do private readings from home and I'm also a um, a published author. I've written two books, um, which we will talk about later, but the, A Mother's Journey and Demystifying Mediumship. And um, I have kept very busy doing that. And I'm also writing at the moment a fictional novel, which is a murder mystery, um, just for, to throw something different into the mix. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. So, so much I want to cover with you. Tell us about how you got introduced to the spirit world? Um, yeah, it's an interesting question. Um, I, I guess like a lot of mediums, um, when I was a child, I experienced, um, you know, movement in the bedroom, shapes, different things. I'd feel the bed depress, um, some, you know, someone was sitting there. But all of these things, they never frightened me. Um, and I never said anything to my parents or to my sister who I shared a room with who clearly was not having any of these experiences because she um, just wasn't. And um, so I just took it for granted that, um, yeah, there's things that I can't explain, but it feels safe. And I always believed that you could never die. So I knew that people went to heaven, but I could never understand or what I you know call heaven, but I could um, never understand uh, why that that you could actually die because that little voice from within you, um, you, nothing could ever kill that. You know, it was impossible. And I was about five when I had these um, beliefs. So um, that was always the way I was. And I tragically lost my dad as an 18-year-old. He passed away in a workplace accident at 48. And I hated going to the cemetery you know, because I just knew dad wasn't actually there. He was beside me. So that I always had that understanding. But once again, I never said anything to mom or my sister or to anyone. That was just my understanding, my belief. And I would talk to dad and I continued to do so. But for me, the real turning point came um, 10 years ago um, in on the 3rd of May, 2012, which was exactly 34 years to the day after losing my dad. So he died on the 3rd of May, 1978. And on the 3rd of May, 2012, our 19-year-old son, Sam, was killed in a car accident. And that was a, a life-changing um, event for, our, for my husband and for our daughter, Carla, who's um, 22 months older than Sam. So um, when that tragically happened, literally a switch went on for me and I just immediately felt even the day of his passing when we got back from the police station I felt Sam's presence around me and um it it but once I couldn't say anything to Sergio or to Carla so it was very much um, a very private thing and even that first night um and I've never told Sergio my husband this um when we went to sleep that first night, I felt Sam lay between us, and um, which for me was extremely comforting. But I think that would have been way too much to share with Serge. So, um, and so that was the beginning of me um, just really taking a, a journey 
at that point, I'd never, I didn't know what mediums did. I didn't know what psychics did. I always just believed that everyone was just communicating with their loved ones, but I didn't know that people went to a medium. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, of course. Yes. Because, and to you, if it's been a natural state, why would anybody, why would you need the medium? So just that's, I mean, the emotion of that, that it's every parent's absolute fear, worst nightmare. And to have to, to, to live through that. And then that mix of, because I know, because I I know you and I've had the honor of connecting with Sam, that um, he's very present in your life. So you still have a, a relationship with him, but it's not the same. It's not. So to feel him there and also be alone I always think the mediumship path is quite lonely to not be able to share these things with people around you because you don't want to upset them it's just so much going on in there now I know from your book shortly after it was only a few six weeks was it yes I was just going to mention that to you (laughs) and then yes so um so what happened after Sam passed um my sister-in-law came to me Serge's sister and said that she'd been to see a medium and I'm like you know a what and she said a medium and I said well what does she do and she said well she communicated with Sam and I'm like what and she said and Sam was there and I was just blown away and I just didn't know that these sorts of people existed and um I knew that I had to see a medium, but something told me I needed my own medium, I, you know, just find one that completely independent. And I have no idea what I Googled, um, but a woman's name came up here in Melbourne and her name was Lorraine Calros. And um, I contacted Lorraine and I, something also told me, don't give any details, just don't even give your surname, just say Kerry, which is what I did, made an appointment and went home to Carla and Serge and made the big announcement that I was off to see a medium. And, of course, they're like, what? Um, because they had less idea than I did because um, they, they weren't even, obviously, even having that personal communication. Yeah. So I um, excuse me, explained what little I did know, and Serge was quite concerned, and um, he said, look, can I come with you? And I said, look, yes, if, if you want to, that's fine. And so we had a bit of a trade-off. He and Carla were going to see a grief counsellor at the Traffic Accident Commission, which we call TAC here in Australia. And they seemed quite happy doing that. And so he took. we made an agreement that I would go in the morning to grief counselling with him. He would come to see the medium with me in the afternoon. So I rang Lorraine back, just said, look, could my husband come? I didn't give his name or anything like that. She just knew I was taking a husband. So the morning of the reading um, and the counselling, I was I was just so excited. So I honestly didn't know what was going to happen, but I knew intuitively that something special was going to happen that day. And I, I spoke to Sam, just as I do every single day, and I said to him, you know, look, sweetheart, um, mum and dad are off to see a medium this afternoon. Uh, I don't know what she does. I don't know how you're supposed to get there. But And I gave him the actual time, 2 o'clock, and I gave him the physical address, you know, whatever the street name and number was and the suburb. And, and now when I look back, it just seems so silly, but I didn't know how he going to find this woman. And um, I went, so we went to the counselling. 
I absolutely hated it, just sobbed my way through the whole thing because as, as much as the woman was a lovely woman, it was they just don't, there's no concept with grief counselling, with TAC at least. I don't know how, if it's standard for grief counselling, I don't know. Um, but there's no talk of the afterlife, no talk of the continuation of Sam's soul, mm -hmm. no talk about him being able to communicate with us. And these were all my natural beliefs. And just to be told, look, you just have to move on in life and get over it and just, you know, he's not with you anymore, but you've got great memories. And all of that went absolutely against every single shred of belief that I had. Mm -hmm. So we left, um, I left in a worse state than when I got there. And I said to Sergio, I would never be returning again. Um, and he accepted that very quickly. Um, and we got to Lorraine's house and we knock on the door and this normal looking um, suburban middle-aged medium woman answers the door and I don't know what I was expecting but she I wasn't expecting just a normal looking person mm -hmm. so um, which makes me laugh now when I look at you and I and we are normal people and we do the same thing but we went in and sat down and uh not knowing what to expect. And Lorraine said that the strangest thing had been happening for her all morning, and that was that there's been a spirit waiting. She said that never normally happens. The spirits that, you know, the spirit communicators normally arrive when the sitters arrive, being us. And then she continued on and she said, I know that you are a mother grieving the loss of your son aged between 18 and 20, and Sam was 19. Wow. So you can imagine, you know, the tissues were out immediately. And then she started with the reading and um, she brought Sam forward and she said how he was also there with my father and my father was there, excuse me, to help him into the spirit world or to welcome him. And that was like more tissues. And then she was going on uh, saying how there was a small woman uh, dressed in black standing with them just a little bit to one side and Serge had tragically lost his mum when he was 16 and she was only 42 or 44. And so she was there as well. And so Lorraine just gave this magnificent reading with all of this information about dad and Serge's mum and Sam. And thankfully she was recording it because there is so much to take in at a reading. So for anyone that's had a reading that has tried to remember it all, it is impossible. Mm -hmm. And she kept talking about, Sam was talking about, you know, the there was this big round. She's trying to describe something, a big round thing, and she said there's horseshoes and there's horses. And, you know, because we're not understanding exactly how to, you know, process everything I'm saying, oh, yes, well, Sam did quite like horses and I took him horse riding a few times and all of this was true, but it, she, she kept saying, no, no, that's not what it is. There's more to it. And, and I've said, look, I'm really not sure. And it was about a week later when Lorraine sent us the CD and I could not believe my own stupidity when I played it back. We had held Sam's memorial service. We'd had a, a private cremation that morning. When I say private, we could barely keep the numbers to under 100 for the the, the, the chapel. Um, and we, because we, Carla said, we need to book somewhere really, really big for his um, celebration of his life, we booked um, the celebrity room at the Mooney Valley Race Course. Now, that is a room that holds 700 people seated and 
um, a thousand, you know, with standing room. And it's at the racetrack. That's what Sam was trying to get across, the horses, the horseshoes, the big round thing, the circle. Amazing. Yeah, and we but it, and, and then it was just like, oh my God, how stupid are we? And it was just and all of these um things that then I, you know, listened to that tape more and more, and then there were more things that made sense. And when we drove away from that reading with um with Lorraine, my heart just lifted and, and my whole life actually went from going in that direction to going in that direction. Mm -hmm. And I said to Serge on the way home, um, what would you have said if I'd gone alone and told you what what just what happened? And he said I, he would have had me certified, um, which, you know, probably point taken because it was just I was telling him all of the, you know, if I tried to explain all of this, it would just be like, oh, no. Um, but he said, I can't deny what I just witnessed. And he he was a, a blown away by it. And um, so from then I I just read as much as I could possibly read, but I found it really difficult to find books that, that actually answered the questions that I had. Mm -hmm. And um, I had specific questions. Um, I wanted to know more about the afterlife and what they experienced when they got there and were there other parents that had written books and all of these different things. So I struggled to find those, but I did find a whole new section in the bookstores um, other than cookbooks and, you know, <laughs> murder mystery novels and, and things like that and, and travel books. Um, so I enjoyed doing that. And in 2014, early on that year, I um, I was really feeling quite flat and I needed to find something to um, to connect with. I needed to find a group, but once again, I didn't know what that group might be and I didn't know how to find them. So I resorted to Google again. Once again, I have no idea what I typed in, but this is also, you know, the marvellous thing about how the spirit world works. And a woman's name popped up, Tony Riley, and Tony is an Australian woman and she's in Melbourne as well. And um, she was running these circles. I didn't even know what a circle was, but I signed up, paid eight, eight weeks in advance and um, and attended. And I sobbed my heart out every single week uh, with these beautiful women who were all strangers. But it was such a cathartic experience. And in that circle, which was actually a spiritual development circle, we didn't do mediumship. We were just doing psychic work. But... I was exposed to the world of tarot cards and pendulums and energy and meditation and, oh, I just loved it. And I could do all of this stuff straight away um, and it got stronger and stronger each week and and I loved it. And, and I remember after a year saying to, um, or about halfway through that year, I said to Tony, I know you're a medium as well, Do you, how do you learn to be one of those. And um, she told me um, Arthur Findlay College and I thought, fantastic. Well, excuse me, I'll go home and I'll Google that and I'll, um, you know, I'll go do some classes there. That'll be probably here in Victoria or in another state of Australia or so, so on. And um, she said to me, Kerry, it's actually in the UK. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's even better because I love my travelling. So that didn't faze me at all. And I did go home that night, looked at all of these courses, and it had to be, I, I knew I wanted to get there as soon as I could early in the year because I just could not wait. And there were two weeks um, that fell between Serge's birthday on Valentine's Day 
and um, Sam's birthday on the 13th of March. So there was a two-week sort of um, courses that sounded fantastic during that time, and it gave me time to have a few days in London, visit some friends in Cambridge and Oxford, and then visit a girlfriend and a husband for a few days in Dubai on the way home. So that's what I ended up doing. And um, and I actually went there with a, with a girlfriend who I hadn't seen for over 40 years. And we met, we met at kinder when we were four, and then we went to primary school together. So our whole lifetime was only a very short span of four to 12 years. And we went to different high schools. And um, through the magic of Facebook, um, I had posted something about some, I don't know, something to do with my spiritual stuff. And her name's Sandra. And she wrote back and said, I'm actually studying mediumship, Kerry, with Lisa um, Williams. And, um, yeah, and I'm doing it remotely. And I'm like, oh, wow. And I told her how I was going to this college. And I hadn't booked it at that point. And she said, do you want company? And I said, why not? And so I remember going home and making a couple of big announcements to the family. Uh, a, I'm off to England to study mediumship. <laughs> and and B, I'm going with my friend Sandra. And they're both like, who's Sandra? We've never heard you talk about Sandra. And I'm like, oh, we went to kinder and primary school together. And, you know, at this point, I'm 55 or something uh, when this was all taking place. And, uh, and they're like, oh, my God. It, it might be a disaster. What if you don't like one another anymore and all of this? And there were fair comments, very mm-hmm. fair comments. Some, you know, many years had passed, 43 of them, I think. And um, I but I just knew that it would work out. So Sandra and I headed, she lived in Sydney and we went off and, and it just happened that she knew the friends or knew of the friends that I was staying with in um in Oxford, that was a lovely friend, uh, Australian woman who tragically has since passed. She and her husband, Helen and David, were in Oxford. Then I was staying with my friend Brigitte in um, in uh, Cambridge. And then she knew my other friend Lorraine uh, and her family um, in Dubai, you know, from Dubai. So, um, yeah, I know it was just all meant to be. And we both um, did our mediumship there and it was at... Arthur Findlay College in 2015 that I, my mediumship was put to the test and I actually found out that I had the ability. So Amazing. Yeah. Wow. Uh, what and I was 55 years old when I found out. So I'm assuming from what you said, I mean, obviously I know anyway, but for the listeners that because you couldn't find the kind of book that you wanted, you then decided to create. Ooh, yes, that's I do. I work in mysterious ways, uh, Hannah. <laughs> so yes, I did. I um, I decided uh, in two thousand and seventeen. Um, I I I went to the college as I said in two thousand fifteen. I went back again in two thousand and sixteen for two more weeks back to back, and then in two thousand and seventeen, I couldn't wait to get back there again. Uh, so I booked uh, a course in January into February. Um, which was fabulous. And I knew that I was going to write this book because I wanted to share, you know, everything. And and I remember saying once again to Carla and Serge, I was going to write a book and they're like, but do you know how to to write? And I'm like, no, but 
oh, it'll happen, it'll, it'll be fine. And they're like, oh, God. Um, you know, I, yeah, I, I sometimes wonder what they, they think of me. But anyway, they are both very proud. So um, I bought an exercise book, um, just a blank paper book, and I thought I'll take that away to Arthur Findlay and, look, I'll have this thing half-nailed, you know, I'll have loads of time to write, you know, just so naive. Um, I got to the college and I had a wonderful um, reading with Angie Morris, who's one of the um, tutors there who, mm. who I've got to know very well. And I was actually having a spiritual assessment. So as you would know, Hannah, that's not a mediumship reading. It's actually where the tutors are looking around in it, within our own aura and our own energy to see how we're progressing, bless you, <laughs> with our, um, with our um, mediumship so they can see. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. How you're going or not going. And um, so she's, that's all going along really well. And I was really happy with what she was saying about me. And all of a sudden I felt Sam come in and it was just like, Oh, and I'm talking to him in my own mind telepathically. And I'm like, sweetheart, I'm, you know, in the middle of this and it's not going to be a mediumship reading. But he was so excited. And I'm saying to him in my own mind, calm down, calm down. And then Angie, of course, knew what was happening. And she's, she's just stopped and she said, Kerry, she said, this is not supposed to be a mediumship reading. But your, <laughs> your son is here. And for me, that was also brilliant because this was still early days for me and I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't actually just making all this stuff up because, yeah. as you know, it feels like you're making it up. So to have her confirm that, that was like, that was brilliant as well. And I was so pleased. And she said, he's talking about a book. You're going to be writing a book. And I said, I know, I, I, I know. I'm going, to, going to, hoping to start it. Um, she said, oh, don't worry, you'll be starting it and you'll be finishing it. And um, your son is so proud of you that, that you're actually doing it um, and he wants you to, you know, get onto it. And I was like, oh, God, that's, that was just amazing. Um, and then the following week, I no, later that week, sorry, I had another reading with um, Sharon Harvey, who I also adore there. And uh, Sharon was doing a mediumship reading for me. Sam was there. And um, once again, she said, oh, you're writing a book. And I'm like, oh, here we go. And she said, there'll actually be more than one book. There's going to be more. And I'm like, okay. So that's what happened. I got home from the college, um, literally, you know, a day or two later, went into the city, bought myself a new laptop, which we're talking on right now. Hey. And, um, 
Yeah, and I um I just started writing it, and I was working pretty much full time for a fashion company at, at the time, so I'd be writing after work, weekends, um, if I had a day off, I'd do it then. And I really just let it unfold. And I think in many ways, I know now that a lot of it was just given to me, it was channeled, you know, the fact that I, because I'd go back and I'd reread it and I'm like, who wrote that? And then it's, it's like, well, you did, fool. Yeah. <laughs> but just, um, yeah, so I did write it and um, A Mother's Journey, um, a story of everlasting love and uh, evidence of life after death was far, it was published in 2018 and um it, it was it sold at the college it's been they've been wow. selling it for four years now which is fantastic and it's it's then it was picked up um it was distributed by Simon and Schuster Australia and it went into all the major bookstores in Australia and New Zealand um, one of our major um uh, um, oh gosh, what are they called? Um, the department stores here bought it. They bought 800 copies, uh, a store called Big W that was. Um, and it's been amazing. So um, I was just so proud and I've just had so many parents contact me to say that they've read the book and how I've made them open their eyes to a different way of looking at the passing of whether it be their children or, or loved one because I've, I've sort of opened the door for everyday people just to um, not miss or dismiss what's actually going on. Mm. And and that's what it's, I wrote it to be a book of hope and it's been just that. So I'm absolutely thrilled. Yeah, uh, it, It's beautiful. And you're right, spirit are so subtle that I think the biggest thing for us is is believing but as I always say they're around us all the time if they weren't subtle we'd probably go nuts so there has to be the balance between between the two so you wrote a mother's journey and Mm -hmm. you shared your story and your understanding and it's absolutely brilliant and it is a book of hope it's lovely and then you picked up your pen slash typed on your (laughs) keyboard again and wrote your next book which is Right, the next book is uh, Demystifying Mediumship, What Makes a Medium? And the reason I wrote that, I actually enjoy the writing process, um, given, well, I'm writing a third one now, so I must. But um, when COVID hit, um, I, I knew, I didn't know how long it was going to, we, you know, we, and Melbourne was the most lockdown city in the entire world. Oh, nice. um, we had six major lockdowns. So we weren't going anywhere for a long, long time. So I knew that I needed a project, um, so I, I actually meditated, and I get a lot of my, like a lot of mediums do, a lot of their um, answers and just clarity through simple meditations. So I did a meditation, I had my journal there, and I set the intention to tell me what I need to write about, what will the subject matter be, because I knew the book would, would be written, but what it was going to be about was a mystery to me. So um, I came out of the meditation and just started writing, as I always do, not engaging the brain, just going with my soul. And when I reread it, it was basically that I needed to demystify what we do as a practice because so many people think that it's some sort of weird sect, it's something wrong, it's something illegal, it's something immoral and and, and every other, you know, um, negative you know, negative word that you could put with it 
Um, and so I wanted to demystify what mediumship actually is and to explain it in simple terms about what it is and, um, and that everyday garden variety people are the mediums. So what I'd also written that in order to demystify it, excuse me, I needed to invite um, a number of my uh, medium friends from all around the world to get a cross-section of sexes, ages, backgrounds and so on and let them share their own stories about how they discovered their own mediumship. Um, just as I had my own backstory, um, you know, I came into it very late at 55, but I know that there's so many other mediums that are natural born mediums who, who know their mediums from, you know, that little five-year-old, whereas yeah. I, the, the ability was there then, but it's, it, it was, it, I wasn't meant to discover it until much later. Yeah. So I, I wrote a short list and I decided I was only going to invite mediums who I knew personally and had a personal connection with. Mm -hmm. So that was my criteria. So I invited a number of the tutors from Arthur Findlay College, um, including Angie Morris and, and Sharon Harvey, because they deserved that to be have the opportunity to share their own stories in this book because they, you know, they were the ones that said I'd be writing the yeah. first book. And Sharon said more books. And and I also invited um other tutors from the college who I've done a lot of study with, like Paul Jacobs and um, uh, Lynn Parker, um, Andrew Manship. And I also included, um, she was, I only met her in 2019, but the lovely Anne-Marie Bond, who's now a tutor at the college, she was yes. still in, in training then as a tutor. And the, the beautiful artwork on the front is actually spirit art that Anne-Marie has, has drawn when she's... Um, been communicating with the spirit world um, and there's also a mixture of other students from the college um, Adam Berry is also a tutor at the college now this and there's friends from Australia and um, you know all around the world so America and so on so I, I wrote to them saying look I want to write a book I want to demystify mediumship and in order to do so I'd like you to share <clears throat> excuse me your own journey towards mediumship how did you how did it come about mm -hmm. and of course I've also included Tony Riley in there because that was my starting point and I've also included Lorraine Culross's story who was the first medium that I saw because I really wanted to know I didn't know even though I knew all of these people I didn't know their backstories so mm -hmm. and so most of them a couple of them wrote um put it in writing and we would go through and and, and sort of uh, then I'd be trying to make a story out of it and, and so on. Others I record, it was all recorded and then I'd transcribe it all. It, it was a long, long process and then it would go back to be edited. But I was also trying to write it in the voice of the person so that if anyone knows the 17 mediums that I've included here, when when they're reading it, I'm hoping that they will actually feel that oh that does sound like um you know Pam Pollington or you know Tony Riley or whoever it might be and um so that one took me a year and a half but that was released um 2018 uh, sorry what am I saying um last year 2021 yeah and um it is sold um all around the world as well you can buy um shops which I'm so thrilled like 
Walmart and Target and Barnes and Noble so in America. Um, they sell it online. Um, it's sold at Waterstones in the UK and Blackwell's and Amazon Book Depository. And it's in, they're both in ebook form and they literally have gone everywhere. And I'm just on the process now of hopefully having it approved to go into Arthur Findlay College as well. Amazing. Amazing. Mm, and yeah. it, it is exactly what you've just said it is, which is so. I mean, obviously, I know this because being a medium myself, I'm pretty ordinary, but it's just so lovely to read everybody's just they're just normal people living normal lives. And there's some tragedy in some of them and some moments where as a reader, you can go, oh, here's the awakening. Here's the yeah. push. But there, there was a, always a switch. Yeah. For all of them. Yes. Yeah. And uh, it's just really lovely to also hear how um, I mean, Paul Jacobs he resisted it for a while he didn't just go this is my path and swan off down it and I think so often we think if it's right for us we would just be carried along it and they will yeah. make sure they keep offering it to you but we also have to be involved in that process so yeah I've really enjoyed it obviously I've got my signed copy so it's in pride of place in my house so two amazing books there for people to read um and obviously you've got another one in in the of things yes. being created so and, that's and exciting can I just say something about the 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 new one um yeah. I didn't know um I knew I wanted to write um a fictional novel and I knew there was going to be a murder in it and I was setting some of it in Australia and some of it in England but um also um I've just come back from Arthur Findlay where we reconnected this yeah. year in um June, uh, July, June, June. June. Yeah, June to July, I think. June. Yeah, June. And then I had a very long trip to Europe and at the towards the end of that trip, I was gone for nine weeks, but towards the end of it, I had a one-week writer's retreat in France, so two hours south of Paris. We were in a small chateau and there was a group of writers from America and Australia and um, I wanted to, I'd been working on this sort of, um, novel, not really knowing where to start or how to do do it, which is why I was at a writer's retreat to learn how to do all of that. But I had sort of my mud map of what was going to happen in mind, but I didn't, I couldn't work out the plot. I had a reading with um, Simone Key, who's an amazing uh, tutor at Arthur Finlay. Yeah. She's been there for, for a long time. And um, Simone was doing a, um, a spiritual assessment on me. And she's going and, you know, telling me all of these things. She said, oh, you're writing another book. And I was like, oh, God, there's no no secrets at all. I said, yes, I am. She said, um, she said, but I'm also being told that this book will somehow tie in with what you've been writing about in the past with the, with the other books. And the penny just dropped for me. And I, as soon as I got out of there, I grabbed my book and I'm just writing all this stuff down. Because what I then decided to do, the, the, the missing part of the plot is to include um, in the, the murder mystery, to include some mediumship and, and, med and mediums and also satanic cults um, versus mediumship, sort of, but in a family, you know. Um, anyway, so that's what I'm doing. Um, but it gave me this absolute clarity um, just through the reading. So once again, that's how the spirit world works. Absolutely. Yeah. They're so clever. It's absolutely You're amazing. Clever. Yeah. So, so tell us a bit about your your mediumship and your mediumship work. Are you demonstrating in Oz? What do you 
Well, in Australia, Hannah, it's it's a bit different to the UK. A, we um, we we don't have like there's a a handful of spiritual churches here, and to be honest. I've never attended one as um, as a in the congregation. The only time I've been to the one in uh, that's not too far away here in Brunswick was when Paul Jacobs and Biagio Tobiano were um, out here in 2019, just before the lockdown, and um, they were putting on a charity night. And I actually, uh, of course, I wanted to go and catch up with them, um, see Paul and I, and to meet uh, Biagio, and. I wanted Serge to come and he agreed to come with me and he because he'd never seen mediumship being demonstrated ever and he was blown away by it and Sam actually came through via Paul and so did his mum, which was fantastic. So um, and then Paul and Biagio came home and we had drinks and all the rest of it and it was fabulous. Um, so that one does exist but I, I, I and I am going back there this year to do another course with them in January. But in terms of me demonstrating here in um, outside of, um, I, I don't. Um, there's I the only deming I do is uh, I still sit in circle every Monday with another wonderful tutor from the college, Christine Morgan. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. She's she's my tutor every Monday morning. She's oh, in lovely. Sydney, and um, so there's about uh, we're from five different countries. I think in her circle. And uh, that's fabulous. So I do Deming there and um, and I've been doing, obviously, Deming in uh, at Arthur Findlay because I do go back every single year when um, we're not tied to Australia because of COVID. Um, and I also Dem, I've done a, a number of Zoom courses with uh, Chris Drew, who's fabulous, and um, Paul Jacobs, and they're, they're all demonstrating courses. So. Yeah. Yeah, but I need to be brave enough and put my big girl pants on and actually there's been an opportunity come up here in Australia with a terrific um, medium, Sharon Lee, and um, I just need to accept that opportunity and actually get up there and do it. Good. Do it. Do it. Yeah, I, I know I know. in my heart I will. It's just, you know. <laughs> do what I do, which is say yes to everything and then and then yeah. have the nervous breakdown afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> but you've yeah, already committed, so there's nothing you can do. And the thing is, you know, I, I publicly speak, and I was actually at her event, Sharon's event last week, as uh, last month, sorry, as the speaker, you know, speaking in front of, I don't know, 80 or 100 people, and that didn't faze me. But, um, you know, anyway, that's, anyway, it will happen. It will. It will. Happen. It it will. will. I, know, I know it will, and I've been told it will. It's just a matter of me just doing it. So a couple of questions that I always like to ask people. Um, sure. What What do you think makes a good medium? Um, you have to be truthful to not just to the sitter, but to yourself. And um, so you have you also have to be able to show empathy as a person. Um, and to be a medium, you're going to be a sensitive person anyway, because unless you've got that level of sensitivity, you will never be able to communicate with the spirit world. So for people that just think that, you know, I want to be a medium, that's what I'm going to do and I'm going to train, it's not going to happen for everybody because mm -hmm. there are, are certain things, I, you know, that, that that need to be there. But the, the, the mediums must be able to um, put their sitters, particularly on one-on-one um sittings they must be able to put that person their client at ease and to be able to just 
do their job without embellishing anything, to be completely honest with what they are receiving, excuse me, or indeed aren't receiving. And, um, and if they do their job properly, the reading, particularly if it's a mediumship reading versus a psychic reading, which is more about their past, present and future, but that mediumship reading will actually just make them, you know, it's life-changing, just like what happened to me with Lorraine. And, and a healing, a real healing begins to start within the person that, that you've just read for. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I'm now um, just digressing a bit from that, uh, but, but, I, but I have done a number of readings for parents who have lost children, mm -hmm. and um, I'm a member now of Helping Parents Heal, which I'd never heard of before, and it was only, um, and I wish I'd heard of them when Sam passed because they've been around a long time. They're American-based, but they have um, um, other groups in the UK and Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, India, Canada, and so on. And earlier in January this year, I got an email from a woman in the UK, um, a lovely lady there, and she asked me, she said, look, I've read A Mother's Journey, loved it, and we're making it the book club book for the whole of February. And I was like, oh, wow. And she said, would you be kind enough to speak to the group at the end of the month? So I did that. And it was, an, she said, look, just 20 minutes will be fine. And I think we were talking for an hour and a quarter. And, <laughs> it, was, and it was absolutely fabulous because <clears throat> I'm one of them. I'm not just someone trying to, that's written a book. Uh, and I'm not just a medium. I actually am a mother author and medium. So I was able to have a very open and honest conversation with them, which was fabulous. And then that made me think, well, if the English group wanted to speak to me, maybe the other ones would. So I contacted Australia and uh, India, Canada, um, America, New Zealand and so on. And so far I've spoken to the Indian group, the Australian group. I'm speaking to Canada later this month and um, hopefully I'll be speaking to the American group as well. And they've put both of my books on their list of um, approved reading. So on their website, if you're if, if grieving parents are looking for books to read to help them, both of mine are on there, which I'm so proud of. So wow. um, Amazing. yeah. So you're smashing yeah. it. But these people keep finding me, but I know once again they're being that spirit also. And the lady who found me, she's actually a medium as well. Um, wow. So, yeah, so that I think there was something going on there. So, well, uh, which was mm. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. Um, I've loved hearing it. Obviously, I've loved reading your books and I'm really grateful for you taking the time. Um, Kerry, you. where can people find you and your books? Okay, uh, they can find me at www.kerry, which is K-E-R-R-Y, Alderuccio, A-L-D-E-R-U-C-C-I-O.com. So that's the spelling there. I will pop, I will put it in the show notes anyway for yeah, everybody. And, um, yeah, and the books are available widely. If you're in America, um, there's a really, well, they're available at Target and um, Walmart and Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and so on online, but there's a fabulous website there called um, www.indiebound.org, and if you go into that, there's every independent bookstore from Alaska to Hawaii is there, and 
um, they, there's literally thousands of them that stock both of my books because I've gone in and looked and I'm like, oh, my God. Um, so that's a great one as well. And they're both available uh, as ebooks too. But you can buy them all over the world. So, And if anyone's uh, looking for readings, it's just a matter of booking on my website. Brilliant. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Thank you, Hannah. And I've loved catching up with you. Yeah, it's been really lovely. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, I'm here just to ask you to click that follow button, to share the podcast on your social media and leave a review. These things help me so much with reaching more people, getting better guests, getting more information out there. So anything you can do to help would be gratefully received. And I will catch up with you again soon. Thanks for listening.